saints, what a time in history to see the entire world faced with a virus that has surpassed the folds of an epidemic to a pandemic. What a time that we see folk all over the world saying enough is enough. As the hearts of many join hand in hand seeking justice, upon meditating on this word, the Lord showed me I saw a great light coming over the horizon. Its brilliance will captivate the hearts and minds of all that will look up. I'm reminded of the psalmist that said in Psalms 121 and 1, one of my aunt's favorite uh, uh, passages of scripture, it says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee shall not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. To be in the will of God is the greatest thing imaginable. As I'm meditating in the word of God, I also hear that hymn, one of my favorites, what a fellowship, what a joy divine, leaning on the everlasting arm. You know, I want to uh, go now to what I was led to deliver to the saints, and that is prayer, which means need. You know, I find this word 47 times in the New Testament, but this has been in my heart since um, Easter in dealing with um, Philippians, the fourth chapter, 19th verse. We will get to that. But of, of late, it was in, in, impressed in me even uh, stronger to deliver this word. And so we do find this word 47 times in the New Testament, six times in the book of Matthew, beginning with John the baptizer in the third chapter. He's acknowledging the need to be baptized of Christ. It speaks of the father knowing that Greek word Ido, which is a word only used in certain past tense. You see, God has seen past, present and for and future. Further in Matthew and the Gospels, we find Crea associated with healing, nourishment, authority, salvation, provisions, and faith. In Acts, it is used five times, and I want to look at one particular passage, uh, Acts 6 and 3, uh, wherein there was a, a dispute between some of the saints, the Grecians and the Hebrews. And in Acts 6 and 3, it says, Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men full of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. That word business is the word crea. This tells us that there's a requirement associated with crea when appointed to ministry. Crea or need is also associated with honor and respect. That's Acts 28.10. We can go on and on associating crea uh, 
to hospitality in, in Romans 12, 13. It deals with members of the body in 1 Corinthians 12. It's, it's associated with sharing in Ephesians 4, 28 and 29. The, the gospel in 1 Thessalonians 1 and 8. Love of the brethren in 4 and 9. Behavior in, in 4 and 12. That's 1 Thessalonians 4 and 12. Deals with times and seasons. That's chronos and kairos in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 1. Talks about good deeds or associated with good deeds in Titus 3, 14. Maturity in the gift of discerning in Hebrews 5, 12. It's associated with perfection in Hebrews 7, 11 and endurance in Hebrews 10, 36. It's associated with the anointing in 1 John 10, 27. The love of God in, in 3, 17. Pride in Revelations 3, 17. At the absence of the sun and moon or light due to the glory of God and the Lamb illuminating that holy city in Revelations 21, 23 and in 22, 5. But I want to turn our attention to Crea as uh, indicated in the letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the Philippians in the fourth chapter, verse 19. It says, uh, and I read, but uh, uh, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. What I was given was that the Father will supply all of our need. And, and when I say need, I it's not only dealing with a physical or material necessity, but every spiritual empowerment, every spiritual endowment to meet the occasion that God has us facing. Therefore, the Father will supply whatever is required in accordance to his will to fulfill his purpose. We are chosen. We are set forth to bring his salvation and healing to not only people, but also the land. The Holy Scripture in John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus said that, and how do we know he said that? As it's been said, we know because it's written in red. And no, that's not why we know he said it. We know because it's truth. We know he said it because it's the heart of the Father. We know he said it because it's been prophesied in Isaiah. David speaks of him in the Psalms. Moses saw him and bear witness that that spiritual rock that followed them was none other than Christ Jesus. We know it because he said, destroy this temple. And in three days, I will raise it up again. Yes, he was crucified. Yes, he did die. But on the third day, glory to God, he, because he, he rose again and because he lives, I can face tomorrow. I feel like preaching a little bit because he lives. All fear is gone. There is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out fear. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now I'm supposed to be teaching on this, but I just got a little bit excited. You all please excuse me. So Paul wrote to the Philippians saying, my brethren, 
dearly, hallelujah, glory to God, dearly beloved and longed for my joy and crown. Notice he says it, they were his joy and crown. So what to do? So stand fast in the Lord. He told them to be of the same mind. You know, we have to be careful not to be filled with pride. How many times have we seen those who labored among us filled with Hagia the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, and then after a time go astray, leaving the word of God chasing after another doctrine? The Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthians, for who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. That's 1 Corinthians 2.16. He told the Colossian church, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering, Colossians 3 and 12. I remember what the Lord showed me in a dream some time ago in the days ahead that some that have gone astray will return. They will return with a repenting heart, not looking for position or status, longing after the heart of God. So the apostle Paul, getting back to Philippians, he tells the Philippians to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Verse four and five says, let your moderation be known unto men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful or be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. The apostle Paul tells him, tells them, the Philippians, and the peace of God, because you've done all these things, and the peace of God because you have kept your mind in Christ and the peace of God because you are careful for nothing and the peace of God because in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving and the peace of God who, which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Then he says, finally, brethren, Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do and the God of peace, there it is again, and the God of peace shall be with you. Now, Paul proceeds with giving testimony of how to function under any circumstance. And, and that's what we are to do. And and I'm persuaded and have seen and, and have eaten and have dined together, have supped together, know that uh, we can function under any circumstance. But he says, he lets them know uh, uh, how to walk in abundance and how to be abased. Everywhere and in all things, he's been instructed how to be hungry and how to be full or how to be full and how to be hungry. You know, that's that's not just uh, something for uh, I, I, the, my, the faint of heart. Yes. Uh, but that is actually for those who are mature in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's what God is calling us to maturity in in being empowered in his will 
and by his anointing. And so with this, Paul says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. What a testimony. There is not respect of persons in the Lord. If the apostle Paul can do all things through Christ, who strengthens him, we know that so we can too. Paul continues as he thanks the Philippians for their support during uh, uh, their lack. But what I want you to know is that God will supply all of our need. Say it with me. All my need. Yes, again, all my need. Yes, all your need according to his riches and glory. The days ahead of us wherein the Father will empower us to meet the needs of the many that will come to Jesus, they are just before us. He will anoint us to preach the gospel in a greater capacity. As we see the world joining together to confront injustice, so shall we see the righteousness of God swell up in us to heights we have yet to experience. Let us rejoice because he will supply our needs. He will empower us to go forth. He will employ us in his affairs. He will provide where there's lack. He will sustain us in every situation. We will rise up in the grace and glory of God to say he is alive. We will rise up in the grace and glory of God to show the world a risen savior. So know that we shall be empowered. We shall be provided for to go forth and do his will. God bless you, saints of God. May the Lord richly anoint you and may your day be more blessed than the days prior because I believe that he will apply all of our need according to his riches and glory. God bless you and amen. Amen.